0: When I block my heart from a person, I'm also blocking my heart from the divine entering and guiding my life.
1: Prophecies have foretold, and wisdom keepers all know that the rise of the feminine will restore balance to our world. In this podcast, we are on a journey to understand
0: the root of the imbalance that has caused disconnection and dysfunction within our humanity. So we can emerge as leaders, creating a new story on earth.
1: I'm Lauren Walsh. And I'm Shana Connors. With humble hearts and open minds, we will converse with spiritual teachers, historians, psychologists, revolutionaries, leaders and healers, to navigate these evolving times and reintegrate the feminine history that we have forgotten.
0: Welcome to the Time of the Feminine podcast. Hello, beauties. Lauren here. And I am flying solo today because Shana is off in magical lands with magical people learning magical things. And I'm sitting here at my living room I guess my dining room table. And I'm looking out at the summer sky and I'm listening to cicadas. And if anybody's ever lived in Texas, it's super hot here. And there's this lovely ambiance of cicadas, especially around dusk. Super beautiful. It's my favorite thing about Texas summers. And I. I'm feeling a little vulnerable because in today's episode, I want to share some truths without my friend to bounce back and forth with. I'm going to share my own truth, my own voice, and I'd like to ask for your love and your patience and your understanding as I navigate my truth. And I'm also thinking of all of you and all of the truths that exist, my truth, your truth, their truth, and how a lot of truth is paradoxical in nature, meaning my truth, my experience, the way I understand myself to be, the way I relate, the way I see and orient might be very different than the way you do. Likely we're not too different because you've been following along on this podcast, but in some ways, sure, the way I see something might not be the way you see something. My personal truth might not be your truth. And so when I think about the nature of a human family and families in general, just even our blood families, how do we all be in harmony together? and mutual respect of one another giving each other dignity while honoring truths that might not be in alignment with our personal truth and i do believe in a capital t truth but i think the thing we think about a capital t truth is that that truth is singular i think a capital t truth Encompasses many, 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 many many truths. Because if you can look from a higher degree, all of those many, many seemingly paradoxical truths are all pieces of the same puzzle. When you can look from a bird's eye view, it's like a bigger picture. Kind of when you look down on the earth, you see all of the different countries and continents. If you zoom in really, 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 really close though, and you go and you're looking at a blade of grass, all you can see is that blade of grass. So zooming out really, really big, all of our seemingly paradoxical truths become pieces of the one truth. So what is that one truth? How do we understand really the nature of what we're all doing here? Because I think that has something to do with it. Why do I experience something that another experiences completely differently? And how are we connected? And how are we a part of the same puzzle of divine orchestration? So, this is something that I want to talk about today. Because as I think about this podcast and I think about the time of the feminine, I think the name is easily confused. The time of the feminine to me does not mean a time when women are exalted above all other genders. In the words of Yay Yay Louisa Tiche, I ain't trying to. Make no patriarchy in a skirt, y'all. It's not about matriarchy. It's not about archy. It's not about anything that's power over. It's about a time where we learn how to have power with that actually gives us more power, more capacity to elevate, to evolve, recognizing that as we learn to see and process and decipher through the lens of love, rather than the lens of fear fear of each other fear of paradoxical truths we can elevate and see more clearly the greater truth and therefore begin to live in accordance with that greater truth designing cities projects new ways of being in accordance with a higher truth more consciousness more elevation it means that for me we've entered into a time where the feminine consciousness is rising within all beings and the feminine aspect of the creator mother god the goddess is being more widely embraced and understood and therefore faculties of our consciousness are coming online to reflect that aspects of our intuition aspects of our Empathy and our compassion and our ability to understand one another are coming online. Our capacity to feel beyond the five senses into an extrasensory way of relating to nature and to ourselves feels really relevant for these times because that feels like a part of us being able to unify these fragmented, seemingly paradoxical truths into one bigger picture. Because if we can expand our senses, perhaps we can elevate our consciousness. Perhaps we can start to see more clearly through the lens of love, through the lens of the divine, to understand the nature of what's really happening on this planet right now. I happen to think what's happening on this planet right now is that we are living in an extraordinary time where many souls are actually embodied. Right now, we have a huge population because we want to be embodied at this time of a great transformation because there's so much potency that is possible on earth right now. But at the same time, there's so much division There's so much shaking. There's so much at stake. The the balance of human life is at play. Will we survive? Will we go extinct? Will we kill ourselves by destroying our habitat? And so that leads me to ask questions like, what is at the root of what leads us to destroy Ourselves and our connection with nature. And I think it's really easy at this junction with so much awareness around systemic oppression and manipulation of big pharma, of corporations, of warmongers, of people obsessed with petrodollars, oil, all of that. I think it's really easy for us to put this blame on this force outside of ourselves, this oppressive force. And yes, that exists. But what allows that to exist? If we go in into the micro of what that is, it's hatred and it's fear and it's disconnection. And I believe that hatred, fear, and disconnection comes from the division between ourselves and our creator. And it manifests within our own consciousness as the relationship we have with ourselves. Just think about the relationship you have with the person in the mirror when you look in the mirror, do you feel utter love for that person and compassion for that person? And are you cheering that person on? Or are you criticizing that person? Or when you take rest or you follow a need, do you call yourself lazy? Do you have fear that you're doing something wrong? I think that so many of us have grown up within this indoctrination that there is this mean, cruel, judgmental God that we have internalized deeply into our psyche. We are the image of our creator. How do we navigate and orient to life? It's by looking to the stars. It's by looking to the origin of creation. And if for thousands of years, our creation story has been that there's this really scary male God only some people go to heaven and all these other people are bad. And not that's the main story, but that's a story that has really influenced Western ideals and values, which we are all seeped in and swimming in. If this has been the story and the narrative for hundreds of years, thousands of years, then it makes sense that as young people in a Western culture, we grow up looking at ourselves critically Not knowing that we're worthy, not knowing that we're safe, not knowing that we're worthy of love, not knowing that we're children of a loving, vast, expansive, miraculous, profound divinity and consciousness and omnipotence and omnipresence. That when we devote ourselves to being in connection with, we can come to know ourselves as being intrinsically a part of, knowing ourselves being children of this force and that the power and the beauty and the magic of the cosmos is within us and there is abundance for us and there is protection for us and there is security for us and we can live on this earth with all of that for ourselves, having our needs met while sharing with our brothers and sisters and family members of earth all of the different beings, and all of the different ways that they manifest on earth because of the way the systems are, because of the way our cultural narratives have been and our myths that we have been weaving have been to feel like we are in scarcity. We are afraid that we do not have enough, that we are not enough, because we do not recognize ourselves as children of a divine force fully we still feel separate. We still feel in scarcity. And so we need to hoard what's ours. We need to protect ourselves rather than share and open and be a human family. This is the division. It's the division between ourselves that leads to the division outwardly. And it is exactly the thing that is destroying our planet and creating these distorted value systems that makes it okay to hoard and to pillage and to extract. Because really deep down, we're all seeking to know that we belong to a greater force. Isn't this the basis of war? We need more land. We need this because we're not safe. We need this oil resource. We need this. Or isn't this the basis of oppression of people's? Those people threaten our existence for this reason or this reason or this made up reason, whatever. And so we need to stop them. These people reflect a truth that doesn't align with our truth. So somehow that threatens my right to my truth because our two truths can't coexist. That's when we're looking from this lens of scarcity and this lens of fear. We're not looking through the lens of the heart and through the lens of the feminine that allows us to expand our awareness to see that these paradoxical truths are actually just two parts of a greater truth. They're just two parts of a greater truth. And then from the lens of scarcity and fear without wanting to share, because we're scared we're not going to have enough, we can't see that bigger truth. We can just only see threat in other people and i think this has been going on for come on it's been going on this is going on <laughs> it has been going on it continues to go on and where i see it manifest in my life most acutely is when i feel someone judging me when i feel someone judging me saying negative things about me or i feel betrayed by someone who i loved or i feel misunderstood i something in me feels threatened Something in me feels like, oh no, they're blaming me for their pain and I need to protect myself. I need to advocate for why I am right and they are wrong. I'm the good one. They're the bad one. I can get into this mm, mistake. (laughs) It's a mistake. A more elevated way of relating to a situation like that for me is being like, ow, that hurts. I feel misunderstood. Ow, God, that's scary. I feel the need to protect myself. Okay, what do I do? I bring it to my altar. I bring it to my prayer practice. I bring it to my meditation practice. I bring it to nature and I share my heart with the divine and I say, ow, I'm scared. What do I do with this? I want to judge this person. I want to block this person out. I want this person to know what they did to me. And then what happens is the divine enters my life in some form or another through nature, through the silence, through a friend. And I'm able to take that raw energy of wanting to protect myself and feeling. Fear and judgment and anger. And it's able to transmute such that I can still advocate for myself, but I can have 25% more love for the other person. If my heart was 100% closed to the person because I felt threatened, when I let the divine enter my life and guide me, I'm able to open my heart even more. And opening my heart to another person who feels like a threat to me doesn't mean that. I have to invite this person to eat dinner with me. It doesn't mean that I have to go apologize or smooth things over. That's not what I mean. We can have clear boundaries, but when I close my heart to another person, there's this like brewing inside that can be unconscious of wishing them pain, wishing that they'll something and be shown how they acted. And that's evil. (laughs) that's the basis of what evil is. And that is like a gentle, that's hatred, actually. And hatred, excessive hatred, unaddressed, unbrought to love, unbrought into the fold of light without being cared for, that's what turns into evil. That's what turns into all of the nasty things we see. So really, we all have the potential for that kind of wickedness. But if I can open my heart 25% more and i can wish for them healing and wish for myself healing and hold us both in healing without having to be right still wanting myself to be protected still wanting myself to receive what i need to feel safe but also holding them in that prayer that i believe that's what allows the divine to come into our lives and work magic for us to help heal us, to help shift our lives. When I block my heart from a person, I'm also blocking my heart from the divine entering and guiding my life. The same thing is true on an even more extreme level. When I block my heart or we block our heart to an entire group of people, an entire group of people whose identity, whose truth is completely different than ours. Sometimes we perceive people as threats when they're actually not a threat. We simply, looking through the lens of scarcity and fear, don't know how our two truths coexist together. And that's why, especially if there is a group of people or a type of people that trigger you or make you uncomfortable, or you feel like they're infringing on your space or on your right to be you, it's really important. To not close your heart to those people because that's when the wickedness can come in unintentionally. The phobia of people and what people stand for. If we close our hearts to that, judgments, anger, hate can brew and we're not even meaning for it to. And this creates more division within us because we're blocking our heart off from the divine. And it creates more division between us and another group of people. And this is any group of people, people with different political beliefs, people with different stances on what it means to be human, people who identify in different genders than normal man and women and what that might bring up for people. Like there are so many ways that people scare us and make us uncomfortable. But if we open our hearts, 25% more we can solve the problems that we don't know how to solve from the lens of fear because our consciousness can increase and we can see the two paradoxical truths coming together from a higher perspective. And then we can see, oh, the needs of those people over there, they have a similar need to me, but how can we both get what we want? Well, actually, there is a way. For us all to get what we need and want. We're just not thinking from an elevated place. If we're thinking from fear and scarcity, we're never going to create solutions together. Last week, I had the great pleasure of interviewing who is now my new friend, Jonah. who's a beautiful soul who identifies as non-binary and is a trans mystic. And we had this interview so that I could understand transgender spirituality and how this beautiful soul relates to themselves as the divine. Because I know for me, through the divine mother, I saw my own reflection when I couldn't see my reflection in this like bearded man in the sky. But through the divine mother, I was able to access more of the father and get a more complete picture of the creator and its fastness and diversity. And this beautiful different person than me, that's not on the feminine spectrum fully and not on the masculine spectrum fully, but is somewhere in between, which we probably all are, how they related to the divine was beautiful. It expanded my heart. It expanded my awareness. And We shared this interview with all of you and I have so much gratitude for the humility and respect that I know each of you listened with, even if there's aspects that you're still digesting or you don't fully understand, or maybe some things in the political narratives around transgender people that still like you don't know how to solve, like protection for women in our bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. I know that's an issue of real concern, one that I don't have the answer to at this moment. So I thank you all for your ability to really deeply listen. And really hear this beautiful soul and take it into your heart and expand your heart 25%, 30%, 40% to just listen more deeply and see what light enters you. And we, like we always do, we promoted this podcast on Instagram and we took a clip of it and there was much support. There was also some genuine questions and curiosity and, and ignorance that was being shown. Like I had myself, I have my own ignorance completely. I think all of that is fine when coming from sincerity. I don't think we have to be so intense about everything being politically correct. I think if there's sincerity and humility, we can have beautiful conversations and we can learn and we can choose how we want to relate as we open our heart and as we learn. And then there were some people in addition to that, in the comments that were very fearful and in their fear they spoke with hatred I don't even think they knew the tone in which they were speaking but as somebody who isn't transgender as just a woman even I could feel the fear and how the fear and the closing of the heart led to this hatred, this kind of like schmiegel, like my precious. I'm needing to protect what's mine. And these people, even the idea of them being on a woman's platform is threatening what's mine because I need my space. I'm not healed either. Granted, to a degree, I understand that perspective because we need spaces where we feel safe as women to heal because... The oppression is real and it's not. We're not fully free. The point I argue though is the tone of fear that leads to hatred that casts people out and segregates people. Transgender people also deserve that their dignity, that their needs also be heard and honored. So if I'm caught In the lens of, well, my needs don't seem to fit with their needs. So now we're enemies because I think they're going to take something from me. That's me looking through the lens of fear and scarcity. And without even knowing it, that's me hating them for infringing on my rights. Do you see the problem here? So I still don't know the solution. So what do I do? I remember that I'm a child of the divine, that there is a loving, wise universe out there. And I open my heart to receive wisdom. And I invite all of us to open our heart to receive wisdom so that we can generate and channel solutions through listening to one another. That's like primary. We have to listen to each other. I have to genuinely feel compassion for this other group of people if I'm going to be able to have solutions come that support my needs and their needs. Because all people on this planet deserve their needs met all of us deserve respect all of us deserve dignity and that's why we have to start trying to solve political issues from a higher perspective and we start internally we start right here just you and I me here learning how to love more so that I can be more wise We're never going to all get what we need if we don't realize that our freedom is inherently connected. What I need for my freedom is directly connected to what Jonah needs for their freedom. I might not understand how it's connected because we live in two paradoxical truths, right? But if I open my heart 25% to somebody who holds a paradoxical truth to me and they open their heart 25%, That's 50% more light able to enter. And if more light can enter, more solution can enter because where does solution come from? And it does not come from fear and it does not come from anger. It does not come from hate. It comes from love, which is the divine, which is delivered through the light. I saw in these comments, beautiful trans people actually having a lot of compassion for the female experience. I mean, it's not a secret that women still need protection. Mothers need protection. Daughters need protection. We all need protection and more opportunity. It's true. That is the truth. And it is also true that so do transgender people, so do different minorities, so do many different types of groups. So, how do we hold each other knowing that we all deserve? And need protection, resources, love, respect, dignity. How do we hold that, even though in some certain areas, something might feel unsafe? Right? Might I don't understand exactly how we resolve this issue because your needs feel different than my needs here. So what do we do? Do we call each other wrong and bad, or do we say, "Huh"? This is a problem I don't know how to solve. Okay, let me open my heart 25%. Okay, you open your heart 25%. Let's open our heart to receive guidance from the divine and let's see what kind of solutions we can generate. Boom, magic. We're thinking at a higher level together. We're not thinking from fear. We're not trying to defend ourselves and then attack the other person and make each other see. We're we're learning how to communicate from a higher level. And I know that this sounds like all lovely and peachy and wonderful on this podcast, but in the political landscape, it's just such a different ballgame. It's so different. We're not even speaking the same language. It's such a different vibration. So... Again, this is an issue that I don't know how to solve. I don't, how to, I don't know how to help our politicians and people speak more humanely and feel more connected to their own vulnerability. And I don't know how to influence that other than by starting right here with me, right here with me and right here with you and right here with all of us. So I challenge each one of us to not become discouraged to not feel like there's not enough for me or for you or for all of us to coexist on this planet. It's so easy to become jaded and hopeless with all of the things we see and the discourse happening. And so I challenge all of us to have hope and in that hope to reorient ourselves as children of the divine. Whether or not you are certain that God exists and that God is there for you or that there's a loving, omnipotent presence and power, if you're not sure, go go become sure. If you're in doubt, if you're in fear, go become sure and I'll go become sure too. Because that is how we become channels of a new time on earth is we literally open ourselves up to receive the guidance and to implement it, planting seeds for a new time. I believe that each one of us here has a divine mission. Each one of us here has a lot of integrity and a lot of capacity to love. I think we have so much capacity to love, and I believe love is the very force that transforms and that part of the feminine Magic that we're all seeking is how do we live in the cycles of nature? How do we let die to be reborn? And how do we regenerate over and over and over and over again? If we want to see our societies die to be reborn and the patterns that keep us stuck and oppressed and at each other's throats die and be reborn, we have to start by letting ourselves die to be reborn, letting the illusions and the myths and the programming and our fears die, dismantling that and allowing ourselves to be regenerated. And that means humbling ourselves because we can't let ourselves die if we're holding on really, really tight to our identity and our pride. And so letting our beliefs Getting, we don't even have to leave, like, we don't have to let our values die. We don't have to let what we stand for die. We don't have to stop standing for what we want. We should always do that. But I think it's important to refine how we do that by listening more, listening more internally, and then listening more to other people and trying to see with wise eyes the root and the place from which they are speaking. If they are speaking from a place of genuine sincerity, then to honor that. If they're speaking from a place of fear, then to also honor that. Well, they're afraid. It makes sense. They're afraid. I have fear. It's, whew, it's scary out here. And then maybe we can start speaking to that fear and connecting to them so that they don't have to be so close-hearted and jabby right or if we feel somebody is speaking from sadness or grief or pain being okay with that <laughs> being okay with that other people have pain too and not having to let it mean that our pain is less valid i have a hope that we can all grow in our capacity to see myself included i would i i have the prayer that i'm given wise eyes that I can see deeply into the human experience and I can love each human, that I can learn to love even those who want to harm me or who I feel threatened by, who I feel jealous of, who I feel confused by, who I feel uncomfortable with. I pray that I can see them so clearly. I can see their humanity so clearly that all I can do is love them. And I know that there are people out there and like we talk about love and in the spiritual community, when we speak so much about love and light, it can indicate a bypassing like, oh, just love and light, just love and light. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking about seeing the pain, feeling the pain, feeling the reality of the situation and bringing love and light there and not bypassing. To live in some fifth dimension of light and love. You know, I mean, cool, do that too. But I think it's really important that we really exist here on this planet in this really special, unique time. And we learn to believe that our time here is sacred. And we ask ourselves, How can I enjoy being here even with so much tremendous amount of shaking and pain and upheaval happening on this planet? How can I really feel safe here being me? And how can I create safety for all beings to be who they really are? How do we do that? And I think it is of something to do with learning to embody and be okay with paradoxical truths. And not having the answers and getting curious about how we can see from a higher plane to receive those answers. And so I want to declare here that I am committed to loving myself as I am committed to loving all beings. I am committed to loving those who have hurt me, loving thy enemy, and loving. The creatures of the earth, animals, mother nature. I'm committed to that. And I'm committed to humbling myself when I am harboring hatred because I will. (laughs) And I do because it comes from fear. But I do know that my evolution is intrinsically tied to yours. And I'm in for it. I'm here for it. I want to expand capacity to be here for that. And so, I hope that this episode brings you some solace in your heart and that we can open our hearts 25% more together for all peoples, all genders, all races, all political beliefs. Yes, even those with different political beliefs than us. Can we do that? Can we do that? The answer is yes. I would like to read this prayer by Isabel Barsay to conclude today. It's called Appeal to Increase Love. Pink flame of divine love, increase the love in my heart. Flame of universal charity, increase the love in my heart. Love of the eternal father, increase the love in my heart. Love of the divine mother, increase the love in my heart. Love of the Holy Spirit. Increase the love in my heart. Compassion of the Buddhas. Increase the love in my heart. Love and wisdom of Krishna. Increase the love in my heart. Eternal wisdom. Increase the love in my heart. Breath of the universe. Increase the love in my heart. Rose of the garden of the hummingbird. Increase the love in my heart. Universal consciousness, increase the love in my heart. Seven cosmic pranas, increase the love in my heart. By the authority of my higher self, increase the love in my heart. For all those who are near me, increase the love in my heart. By my enemies, increase the love in my heart. For all of the creators, creations. Increase the love in my heart. Increase my love with the sublime dispensation of the pink ray of the heart of the Divine Mother, who nurtures the universe and all of my being with her celestial mana that she pours unconditionally over humanity. Increase my love and the love of all the children of the Creator so that we may be petals of this rose, the perfume of virtues, the peace of angels, and the fullness of I am. And with this, may we become channels able to receive and transmit the cosmic and stellar energies that are approaching earth to aid and instruct humanity. Divine love that expands itself from the heart of the universe irradiate and cover all of the space surrounding the earth and its humanity with the strength of the seven cosmic pranas and in the depth of our hearts bring forth the eternal seed that will guide us in this time and in eternity so that we may reach the house of our mother father god always the love of god inhabits my being charity is my guide the love of god expands in all directions. Love is the mantra of mantra, the apex of illumination, and the wisdom of time. I am, I am, I am. I am the pink flame of love in the heart of all beings. Peace on earth to all. This movement of global sisterhood began so that we could come together as women and sit in circle And heal the division between us because we have been oppressed, because we have been so subjugated for so long. The disharmony between us has been palpable. There's been a lack of trust. And so women coming into circle to help heal and renew that has been the mission. But it doesn't end there. This is something that has already started. It has been seated. Women are sitting in circles. And if it is a circle that is just based on rituals and crystals and singing, but at its heart isn't about healing the division, then that is not a circle that we, that we support. <laughs> sure, it's lovely to sit in circle and sing and do rituals, but the point of a circle is to heal the division between us. That is the point we're healing the division between us so that we can learn to love so that we can clear our channels and channel a new time, a new way of relating to each other, a new way of being on earth. And so my friends who are facilitators, carry this forth with you. Do your work, do your magic, help people connect with the divine But don't, please don't forget to help people heal the division within ourselves and with each other, because that is literally the thing that will save our world. That is literally the reason why the disconnection between us is literally why Mother Earth is suffering. It is the fundamental thing. So let's heal our fear, let's heal our shame, and let's welcome each other as humans having a human experience. Okay, my dears, thank you so, so much for your time. I love you.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Time of the Feminine Podcast. It is such an honor every time to be able to host these conversations and to share the stories of the beautiful people we get the opportunity to interview. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts and write a nice note or you can do so on spotify by leaving stars we so appreciate every single one of you that's taken the effort to go out and to share with others and with our community about how this podcast has touched you it really means so much to us since for us this is a labor of love and so thank you for giving back in that way